Welcome to season two of the press conference show with Mellow and Mac, episode one. Mac, happy new to you, happy new year to you, bro. How you doing? I'm wonderful, Mellow. I'm excited to kick off this year's press row sports. You know how we do it, man. It's a blessing to make it uh, into the year 2022. So to all of our listeners, happy New Year's to you and your families. May this year be a great one. Man, most definitely. I definitely second all those sentiments and greetings that you just definitely spoke uh, to the world. Um, Man, can't wait to get back to it, man. We're going to jump right to it. You know, it is about this time. Well, I should say this time of the year is when the NBA really gets interesting. Things get uh, a little bit more real. Um, in the NFL, you know, it's the playoffs right now. The seedings is all locked and loaded after a crazy day yesterday in the NFL with how, you know, the endings happened yesterday and all the expectations with the playoff scenarios. And then tonight we got the National College Football Championship, man, between Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, uh, it's definitely a great day in sports, especially if you're a sports fan, you know, like we are. Um, so we're going to get right to it, Matt. Um, we're going to talk about our NBA top five first. Um, things are starting to heat up in the NBA, like we said. So, Matt, let's hear who your top five is. Let's start with five going down to number one. And usually, you know, or as usual, you know, if you don't crack the top five, you just don't crack the top five. You know, uh, turn it up a little bit more. You know, six through ten is definitely going to be our, our, our honorable mention. However, you know, ball out and get in that top five. So, Matt, uh, let's hear your top five, starting with number five, going all the way down to one, please. Top five, starting at five. For me, I would have to go with, D.D. from the Chicago Bulls. For those that don't know who that is, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, what I feel like he's done with uh, the Bulls so far, uh, coming in, you know, helping propel this team uh, to the win streaks they've had, the record they've had being in the Eastern Conference, uh, and coming and, you know, bringing back that mid-range killer game. Uh, I, got him, I got him number five. DeMar DeRozan at number five. Nice. Okay. Number four. Number four. I have the king, a.k.a. LBJ, a.k.a. LeBron James, a.k.a. Le Center. What he's doing right now with the L.A. Lakers, uh, with their, the way they're depleted, the what, what he's doing in year 19 at the age 37. Uh, you know, it's just it's phenomenal um, to see a player play like this this late in his career. So I have him at four. Three. three. Keep it rocking. Number three, three for me, I would have to have KD. I got KD, you know, what he's doing with uh, the Nets, how he's putting his cape on, uh, you know, propelling them in the Eastern Conference, uh, in the Eastern Conference, without 
um, Kyrie. Well, he's back now, but what he's been doing all season without Kyrie and the out of shape uh, James Harden. I have him three. Two, I have Joel Embiid. Joel, I mean, do I even need to speak on his game? What he's doing on both ends of the floor. The most skilled big man, if you ask me. Uh, and then one, I have the freak, aka Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Whoa, whoa, you, whoa, whoa, you're not wasting any time. You, you said you wanted to come into the new year. You was ready to shake up the rooms and shake up the airwaves. I believe you might have just shook it up a little bit right there. So you got Giannis at your number one spot as of today in the league for MVP. If the MVP, if the season was over and Mac too much had a vote, it would go to the one that has saved that franchise in Milwaukee. The Bucks owe everything to Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's playing like he's hungry again. And, yes, if I had a vote, man, it would definitely go to Giannis today. Let me hear some let, – let us, not just me, <laughs> let us hear – you know, why else you would have, you know, Giannis or why else you do have Giannis at your number one spot? Uh, I think uh, a lot. Of, I think I think voters fatigue is on a lot of people's mind. I don't think they actually are, are, are kind of, you know, seeing on a night in, night out basis what Giannis is doing with Milwaukee. Uh, as, as far as the Bucks being a, you know, the most talented team. I don't believe he's ever really played on a team with players that you would say is top five in the NBA. Uh, but he, the way he plays, the unselfishness, the 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 fire that he plays with, and the the just the everyday work that he puts in in the gym, and the joy he brings to a team, it kind of makes others better around him. At this given point in time, you know he's shooting seventy percent from the free throw line, which is great for Giannis. You know, he's had troubles. People are, were counting the seconds, fans counting, kind of getting in his head. So I think he's had a bounce back year for that. He's uh, average shooting 54% from the field and averaging almost 29 points per game. You know, so uh, those those numbers are good enough to be third in points, 21st in assists with almost six a game. And he's seventh in the league and, and rebounds with almost you know, 11 and a half. So uh, the numbers are there. What I see from the eye tests are there. I uh, still see improvements in this game as far as, you know, uh, learning how to, you know, when the doubles come in, learning how to uh, pass when he goes into the lane. Uh, I just feel like, like I said, I feel like he's working on his jump shot. You know, he's, he'll never be a, you know, Stephen Curry or anything like that. But, you know, for for I see leaps and bounds from where he was, so I I, I have a one. Hey, so you have coming in at number five, you have Demar Derozan. At number four, you have LeBron James. At number three, you have Kevin Durant. Number two, you have Joel Embiid. And at your number one spot, if the NBA season ended today or the MVP race ended today, 
you will have Giannis taking your vote. Man, it's 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 like I say, man. Uh, what he's doing on both answers, not only you know, but but the difference is with Giannis to me and a lot of those other people that I named in my top five is that Giannis could actually be, you know, top five, top three, and defensive player of the year as well. So uh, the way he works on both hands, like I said, he you know the motor he plays with, um, the night in night out consistency he brings to the game, uh, absolutely. So speak about you speaking about his defensive uh, efforts, his, his, the defense that we see from Giannis every night. We have to give credit to where credit is due. So this defense that you speak about that you see from him is it is it is it defense that you know should be played? Is it is it playmaking defense? What what is it about his defense, you know, that you feel that he should be in uh, conversation about as as far as defensive player of the year as well? Uh, I like I like um I like his hustle D, I like his recovery D, I like his uh pick and roll defense. Uh, you know he's not the best perimeter defender, but uh, averaging almost two blocks a game, and just the point that he's not afraid of the contested to contest a dunk. You know a lot of he's been on a lot of posters. He also has been uh the person that has stopped a lot of posters as well. Uh, Giannis, you know, you'll, you'll use many times for game-saving drives, game-saving plays. We've seen Giannis be on the the defensive end, and uh, he's the one that actually wins the battle. We've seen uh, times for late in the game, clutch plays, Giannis uh, defends two, three players. Uh, he hustles. So, um, like I said, for those reasons, I feel like uh, Giannis is – I, I, well, I mean, I know he's one defensive player of the year, so I can't say that he doesn't get the credit he deserves for defense. But I just think, like I said, with Giannis, a lot of people are, you know, they're fatigued of the greatness. You know, for years he's been doing this. He's hit like, uh, you know, it's almost like people want him to start averaging 30, average 40 now. We've seen you average 30 before. We've seen you get 12 rebounds again, so let me give you 20. You know, it's like unless it's those type of numbers, we're not going to hear the Giannis talk as much as we have in the past as far as MVP, in my personal opinion. But I believe so, – go ahead. So with that being said, when it's expected of someone to produce that you say uh, Giannis has produced, which he has, when those are the expectations, right, at what point do a voter, do a fan – do we say, okay, well, what more is he doing that's MVP-ish? If this is what he has done consistently, what more is he doing to say, okay, well, this is MVP-ish? Because, you know, there are those players, though it's been very few, who could have won MVP every year. So where does the separation come when you have the expectations of a player, of a team, and say, okay, well, I need to see more. In my personal opinion, uh, the MVP is kind of a it's, – it's a split between an individual award, award and also a team award. The reason why I say team award is because, uh, you know, we, we very rarely – I think we've only had one winner that has finished outside of the top four in their conference as far as an MVP winner. So when I say – 
when uh, when I'm saying that, I guess what I'm getting to is with Giannis, I I I attribute it to like let's think of a sport that has more of individual success. So if I would go to something like tennis, right, and I would go to a person like Serena Williams, which may she you know any given year she could win twenty five matches in a row, you know two three majors in a row. And it's like, okay, she wins the award for the best tennis player. The next year she comes and do the same thing, but I don't believe I would give credit to the tennis player that, oh, won a one award this year or played better this year just because she has dominated in the same fashion she did the year before. So I, like I said, so when I say that, I guess what I'm saying with Giannis is the, the you know, the consistent domination should get credit. Uh, not what what can what else can you do, or what are you going to do next, or what more you can do when consistently I'm dominating in a fashion that others aren't dominating in. You know, so okay, okay, cool, cool. I get that for sure. Legit art. That's a legit uh, legitimate argument there, most definitely. Um, so here go my top uh, my top five, right? So just again. For for listeners, uh, for our listeners' purposes, you know, number five you had Demar Derozan, number four you had LeBron James, number three you had Kevin Durant, number two you had Joel Embiid, and at number one you had Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that is Max top five MVP race as of today. That is correct. Now Melo, I'm interested to hear yours. Let me go. Top, we, uh, give me a top five starting at the bottom. Here we go. At number five, I have to put Joel Embiid at the number five spot for me. In the last 10 games, you know, Joel has averaged 31 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one block and one steal, shooting 52% uh, from the field and 39% from the three-point line. I mean, surprising, I would say, even to some of us that know Joel loves to shoot the three. I believe that's a great percentage for a big man, even though a lot of bigs shoot the three. For me, he's shooting he's shooting the three consistently. You know, maybe it might be selection, why the uh, percentage is high. You know, some of it has to do with that, and some of it has to do with, you know, when, you, when you're in the gym enough and you're getting up enough shots, eventually they're going to fall for you. You know, so I got Joel at my number five spot. At number four, you might not like this one. I got Giannis at my number four spot. You know, in the last 10 games, man, man, I didn't think you would like that one, but it's not personal. You know, I'm just keeping it all basketball related. I'm taking into account the greatness and domination you know, that you speak about of what Giannis brings. And I totally agree with that. You know, in the last 10 games, you know, they went seven and three. He's missed three games. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, speaking on his numbers, you know, he's he's been dominating. You know, I can't take that away from him. He's been great, you know. Um, but for you to have him at number one, I can't say that that's – whoa, like, what are you doing? You're tripping. No way. I mean, it, it, it's legit. But for me, I have him at number four. 
uh, he's putting up 33 in the last 10 games. He put up 33 at night, 10 rebounds, six assists, one block, one steal. Uh, and man, been shooting a crazy 57% from the field, you know. Uh, and if you watch Giannis, the eye test shows that a lot of those shots are, you know, seven, you know, seven feet or closer, you know, however, you can't take that away from him. That's, you know, from him. I mean, basketball is basketball. The object is to put the ball in the rim, do it how you do it best, you know, but, um, Skill set also plays a part in that for me, you know. Uh, can he put the ball in the bucket? Yes, he can with the best of them. Again, he's shooting 57%, you know. So, obviously, uh, he can put the ball in the rim on top of averaging 33 at night in the last 10 games. And his three-point percentage has raised. I have to give him credit for that. He's shooting 31%, you know, from the three-point line. For me, I give credit to where credit is due. I have to give them credit for that. So I'm speaking and about that stat um, in favor as a good thing, as a plus for Giannis. I believe a lot of that is coming with confidence as well as with shot selection from the three. Okay, so we have Joel at five, Giannis at four. Who do you got at three, Melo? At, at number three, I got the easy money sniper, Kevin Durant. Uh, also, in the last 10 games, he's missed three games. Uh, Brooklyn have went seven and three. Uh, he's been putting, he put up 31 points, seven rebounds, six assists, one and a half blocks, though. You know, for me, that was, that was a great number, you know, for Kevin Durant because a lot of people say that he don't play D or he won't play D. You know, it seemed like ever since he went to Golden State, defense has become something that he likes to do. He's definitely improved in a lot of categories on the defensive end um, of basketball. So, um, and he's been averaging one steal tonight. Uh, he's been shooting 50%. You know, for me, that that's more telling than Giannis's 57%. Because I know the shot selection that I, I'm getting with KD at that 50% is just, it's everywhere on the court. You check it off, he, he, he didn't pull it up from there. And Made a bucket, basically. You know, he's, again, he's shooting 50%, right? So, um, and shooting 33% from the three-point line. You know, that might be a little down. You know, uh, might be a lot of more threes taken. You know, there's different things that's going to fluctuate these uh, percentages. But when we know the game the way that we know the game, we probably know a lot of that is attributed to a lot of more three-point shots. You know, Kyrie came back for a game. You know, and James Harden been – working his way back into shape and then back into James Harden form. So uh, I got KD at number three. KD at three. At number two, this is where it gets interesting. This is where I believe uh, I'm going to meet, not that that was the intention, but I'm going to meet the uh, room shaker. I, I think I'm about to meet. Rule shakers get ready. It's an earthquake getting ready to land. Ja Morant. Ja who? Ja Morant. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought he said Ja Rule. No, no, no. It ain't that type of murder. (laughs) Okay. Give me your (laughs) reasons for why Ja Morant is number two, Mello. We're listening. 
John in the last 10 games. He's missed one game. Memphis have went 9-1 and one in the last 10 games. He's been putting up 27 points a night, 6 rebounds a night, 6 assists, 1 steal. And I know it's fresher in our mind. I mean, the guy almost went through the backboard last night going to get a block. I was like, John, what are you doing, dude? Like, I don't believe he know how high he can jump. And he just, it's just reaction, you know. But 9-1, and one, you know, when it comes to this MVP race, you know, I believe winning has uh, a lot, not a lot, but it has something to do with, you know, the conversation, you know, of why we should place, you know, the players in the positions or the order that we do. Nine and one in the last 10 games. And we know that Memphis have knocked off some, you know, some big name playoff teams uh, in the last 10 games. Um, so for what, you know, Memphis is doing, Josh doing, put the guys on his back, you know, and leading, you know, as a little guy as well out in the West, you know, he's easily uh, at my number two spot. So I'm going to question why not number one. Um, but he's cool at number two. It might be different next week. Who knows? Okay. I like that. Like you said, uh, based on the last 10 games, uh, how could we forget the phenomenal, freakish athlete play that we seen last night with him grabbing the ball almost well I should say almost grabbed the ball off the backboard uh two hands definitely uh one of the most athletic blocks you'll ever see if you guys haven't you know took the chance to 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 to, to see that play it's a must-see play for all NBA fans uh John Morant versus the LA Lakers last night terrific play uh, you're a Giannis fan is that one of the greatest blocks of all time I know. I, I believe I heard you say the block against Aiden in the finals last year might have been the best block of all time. Did John yeah. Morant potentially get into that conversation for you? I'm gonna say it's the it's the most. Uh, I give it the best block by point guard ever. Most athletic block by point guard ever. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Number one, you ready for my number mellow, one? Mellow, mellow. I'm cleaning my ears. I'm cleaning my ears. We heard jaw too. So I'm I'm, I'm bubbling to hear who number one is. Give it to me. I'm holding on tight. Hold on tight, bro. That kid in Chicago. The kid that's making the United Center rock night in and night out. DeMar DeRozan. Matt. DeMar DeRozan, number one. Matt, you good? DeMar DeRozan, number one? DeMar DeRozan, number one. I'm just making sure I'm hearing this right. DeMar DeRozan from the Chicago Bulls. I said it might might create a few airways. It might create a few rumbles. The kid from California. The kid from California. The one that resides in Chicago. that LA guy. Let's be specific. Let's that LA guy. That guy LA, LA guy that's in Chi Town is number one on Mellow's list. And, and, and if, if if you guys didn't hear all the names, 
that my brother Melo had. He had at five Joel and B. Is that correct? That is correct. At four, Jan Atacumpo. That is correct. The great KD. Easy money sniper. At two, Ja Morant. It's murder. And at number one, LA's own DeMar DeRozan. Listen, DeMar DeRozan is on a different level right now. DeMar DeRozan is showing leadership. When, you know, everybody's looking at that mid-range game. We know that's what he do. We know that's what he's going to bring. It has, it's probably got a little bit more sniperish, you know. Uh, but I'm looking at the total package, you know, with DeMar right now. You know, they just lost their first game in the last 10 games. It was on the 9-0 uh, game winning streak. Luka uh, and Dallas has something else to say about that nine-game winning streak going into 10. You know, they gave Chicago their first loss in, 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 in 10 games. Um, but DeMar has just been insanely balling. I mean, we talk about consistent play. We talk about consistent shooting. And 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 let's talk about the game-winning shots. Let's talk about Mr. Clutch. Let's talk about who wants that last-minute shot. I mean, I don't believe even with Zach Levine being on the team, anyone else can get that last second shot. Clutch moments is 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 DD, is D square, is Demar Derozan. I mean, and, just and we a, and, and we do and we are recognizing Demar Derozan was the first NBA player to hit back to back game winners as well. When we're talking about him being number one in your MVP, oh, correct? Oh. You know, I mean, that just adds to it. I mean, the technical difficulties of those shots as well. Like, come on. I mean, good defense. What they say, good defense, better offense. So, you know, I mean, in in, in the last 10 games, right, he's been putting up 26 points a night, four rebounds a night, six assists, and one steal. You know, shooting 47% from the field. And check this out, though. Shooting 45. You hear that? 45% from the three-point line. So it's like, you know, not only is he... Sounds good, like that he, may be a career high for him. I believe it is. You know, um, we know what DeMar is bringing when it comes to that mid-range game. He's the sniper at that mid-range game. Probably the best the league may have ever seen. You know, we got guys like, you know... Um, some other guys, you know, in the league who was just, you know, that mid-range game was easy money, like Bernard King and Pearl Washington and others, you know. But, man, DeMar DeRozan at that mid-range is just, man, lights out, you know. But to see him shooting an astonishing 45% from the three, I mean, man, I mean, and – to be on, a, again, you know, they've been on a nine-game win streak. they 9-1 in the last uh, 10 games. So, you know, I added winning uh, as, you know, as well, you know, when I put my top five together. So, again, I got Joel Embiid, who's been pretty much consistent. You know, let me speak on that. He's been pretty much consistent, you know, for this season. I got Joel at five. I have Giannis at four. Kevin Durant at three. 
John Morant at two, and DeMar DeRozan at one. You know what, Melo? Um, what's funny about our what's and funny and interesting about both of our lists is we have several of the same players. The one player that we have indifferent in, in, and yes, there are they are in different order, but we have four out of the same top five. So that's sure. very interesting to me. The one person that I did not have, you had second is John Morant. And the okay. one person that you did not have that I had was LeBron James. That is correct. So uh, I just want to ask you personally, uh, we've ran through your top five, ran through my top five. Give me two to three of your honorable mentions. I just want to know. Two to three, I would, I, I definitely have to put Steph Curry right there. At number six, I would probably put Steph Curry at number six. Um, at number seven, I will have to uh, probably say Joker at number seven. At number eight, I will put Chris Paul at number eight. At number nine, I definitely have to go with LeBron James. You know, his last 10 games has been just, man, I mean, LeBron James. You know, it's been interesting to see, to watch. But I also then seen, you know, the struggles within as well. You know, they definitely got it together the last five games out of the ten. You know, the first five, uh, you know, those was a few forget about type games. You will want to forget about type games. But the last five, though, has been, man, great basketball. Um, And rounding out my top ten, I got to put Rudy Gobert. Uh, in the top 10, I believe he has emerged probably as the important piece on that dangerous Utah Jazz roster, who I do still feel have a chance to come out of the West. But, um, you know, I love defense. I love I love a complete basketball player, right? You know, and if I hold where... Giannis get most of his buckets from. I have to hold that same, you know, uh, criticism uh, to Rudy Gobert as well. Even though he is a big, he's a center, you know. But again, Joel Embiid is shooting, like I said, thirty five percent from the three as a big. So you know. So Melo, let me uh, let me just say this list because uh, you gave me five honorable mentions. So it sounds like we have a top ten. If I'm uh, if I can uh, give the audience uh, your top ten quick, pretty much. I mean, you know, when the top five, it's all you know opinion, and it's hard to just top, you know, make a top five and not know like who's in the top ten. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so top ten, and I'm gonna go from uh ten to one. Okay. For Melo would be Rudy Gobert. Yes. At ten. Yes. LBJ, LeBron James at nine. Yes. At eight, we have Chris Paul, do it all. Yes. At eight, we have... At seven. At seven, I'm sorry. At seven, we have The Joker. Jokic. At six, we have Steph Three Curry. The Chef. At five, we have Joel... M beat him. 
Mr. Mr. Getting Your Feelings. At four, we have Giannis the Freak. The Greek Freak. At three, we have Kevin Doe. Easy Money Durant. Sniper Durant. At <laughs> two, we have Ja. It's murder. And oh. at number one, we have D Square, a.k.a. Double D, a.k.a. DeMar DeRoe. I'm from I'm, I'm 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 from LA, kid. That's a wonderful and uh very 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 uh solid list. Um, one one could argue here or there about the order, but I believe the names uh all belong. I don't I don't see um like I said, uh, people may have one or two different names, but as far as uh solid list is very solid, Melo. Uh, very well put together as well. Very thought it out thought out. And uh, like I say, uh, it's always a, a matter of personal opinion. Uh, that's why we've only had, what, one unanimous MVP ever? Is that correct? And I don't believe that should be true. <laughs> However, it is true. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, so we know that, you know, it's all about one's opinion. As far as a voter, you gave your opinion. Uh, who are we to argue with it? Because it is your opinion. And here at Press Row Sports, you know, we – we respect all opinions, so uh, no doubt about it. I appreciate. So hear, I appreciate that. Hear, no doubt about it. Let's hear your uh, honorable mentions. Let's hear your uh, bottom half of your top ten, if you have a list. Okay, at six, uh, and it was very, very, very hard for me not to have him in my top five. Was John Morant? Um, I got John. Got died number six. Absolutely, for what he's doing in Memphis. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. The way uh the only reason why I had him outside of my top ten is due to the uh, few games that he missed and uh as and how well the team played without him. So I believe that you know Jaws doing his part hundred percent, but I believe the team is actually balling right now. Uh, kudos to the coaching staff and uh you know even even the fans in Memphis like they you know they're coming out and supporting. So I have him at six. Uh, at seven, I have uh the Joker. Uh, uh, okay. What, what, what joke is doing, and you know, man, uh, it's it's very, very, very hard for me to 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 to, to give kudos and so much respect to Giannis, and then not also, and, and not only Giannis, but Giannis and Embiid, without thinking about Joker. And uh, the only thing that I think separates the, the two, well, the two from him being uh, three. Is other uh, defense. So, uh, but offensively, what he's doing, his numbers, the rebounding numbers, the you know the triple doubles, the twenty and twenties. Um, like I said, it's, it's just phenomenal. So, uh, I have, so we uh, both agree. Then we both have uh, Jokic at rank number seven in our current NBA MVP race. And I, I believe that's a, that's a fact. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, yet it's both of our opinions, but I believe that's a you know, very wonderful place to put him. Sure. Um, after that, uh, at eight, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to go. Chef, uh, I believe uh, Chef Chef will be higher to me. Uh, but Chef has had a couple, you know, a couple off nights. A couple. Of, oh man, he he done had a few. He's done had some bad shooting nights. You know, so uh, and I believe, like I say, not only you know, uh, Chef has. Uh, the privilege of being um, in a well, well, 
groomed organization as far as uh, f- familiar. You know, he's really familiar with the team. You know, they're getting Clay Thompson back, Draymond Green, Andrew Wood. Like, I believe they have a great team, a great team that's built around him and his abilities. They know how to shadow him on defense, things like that. So I believe, you know, uh, Chef will be, you know, Chef, you can't take anything away from Chef. But I also feel like he's a product of his environment at this at, at this time as well. You know, he's put it – he's in a real great place to be the best he can be, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so, at number eight, you got Steph Curry. At number eight, I got nine. Curry. Uh, at nine, it's going to be – you know, this this may be, you know, a little different than, than people would say. But actually, at nine, I have Booker, man. Um a lot of people would like to say give credit. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. So you uh, got two. You have two Phoenix Suns players in your top ten. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Oh of, no, you didn't say no, 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 no. Hold on, let me. You didn't say Chris Paul. I mean, but yeah, I mean it's. So maybe okay. Let me let me okay. Let me let, yeah, let you rock. but let me I mean, you. hey, 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 Melo, you may be a psychic, man. Uh, <laughs> you you may be a psychic, but uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I have uh, I have D Booker at nine. Uh, a lot of people give more credit to to the Phoenix Suns' success to uh, Chris Paul, but I kind of seen something before Paul got there. I believe Devin Booker was kind of turning the, the 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 wheel, you know, was slowly turning that organization around. Chris Paul got there and sped, sped up the process, but I believe if you take Chris Paul off of that Denver team, they're 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 still good, but not great. But I think if you take D Book off of that off of that team, the, the Phoenix Suns aren't uh, as dominant as they are without D Booker. Because at this point in the career, I don't believe Chris Paul can carry a team. Like he can be a the one B, but as far as carrying the scoring load and things like that. I don't believe that's uh, Chris Paul is uh, that's his, you know, his, his, that's not what he's looking to do at this point. So I but, have, but the Chris Paul, do you feel the Chris Paul that we're seeing today is the Chris Paul that we've always seen? Like he's never been a guy, you know, except his first two, three years in New Orleans. He's never been the guy that wanted to average 25 a night, but he did put up those 25 a night. And I just want to ask real quick, you know, if you, we did see this Phoenix uh, Phoenix Suns team coming right prior to the bubble, they was getting it together. Shout out to James Jones uh, at in, in Phoenix. That's putting that all, all together. That have put that you know championship team uh, together. Would Phoenix be in this position though without Chris Paul? I mean, you know, building and going to somewhere. We're seeing we saw the trajectory, but when Chris Paul got there, that trajectory went from you know, fighting to get in the playoffs to, to the NBA finals. You, yeah, that- see, and, and that's why I say I mentioned, uh, I believe it was slowly turning around. We've seen them in the bubble. Excuse me. Uh, we've seen them uh, slowly turning things around in the bubble. I believe that bubble and just the, the, the vigor that Devin Booker plays with was one thing that kind of even pushed Chris Paul to come, I guess is what I'm saying. I believe Chris Paul seen a diamond in the rough and knew that he could shine it. But the diamond in the rough is still what? A diamond, correct? For sure. So, so I believe that's what, you know, that's what kind of pushed uh, Chris Paul to that organization. He knew he could be 
the you know the final piece to the puzzle. You know there was a puzzle there. There were just a lot of uh, pieces in the wrong places. You know, uh, kind of had Devin Booker playing more of like the point guard role when he's a, he's an assassin scorer. He's a, you know more of a pure shooting guard. So just things like that as far as taking the pressure off of Devin Booker and allowing him to be him himself and be his best as far as doing what he does best on a nightly basis. Okay. What Chris Paul is doing there in that organization to me. And like I said, he still has enough in the tank to take over games as well. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in a full 82 game regular season, I give more kudos to Devin Booker as far as that organization, because to me, he's carrying more of the load. Now we have to remember we did miss Devin Booker for a few games for almost what ten games and Phoenix, you know, Chris Paul, you know, anchored that team to what a what a eight and two record, nine and one record or something like that, you know. So I mean, we have had, you know, some examples where Chris Paul have had to carry the load. You know, a ten game stretch in the NBA, that's a that's a lot, you know, and to maintain what Phoenix maintained in the West, you know, that, that says a lot about the impact, you know, about Chris Paul. So we at number nine, you got Devin Booker. Who's rounding out your top 10, Mac? Let's hear that. And uh, top 10, uh, uh, they're teammates. Like I said, I have Chris Paul. Okay. Like I, said, I, oh, I okay. feel like uh, what, they, what they both bring to Phoenix is, you know, it's almost matched. You know, they're almost as equally important, you know. But like I said, I just feel like uh, with D. Booker having the younger legs, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I said, the way, you know, it could be 49-51. You feel what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. D. Booker carries 51% and, and uh, Paul carries 49%. I feel like, like I said, uh, I feel like uh, Chris is, is the vet and – D Booker is like the youth, the assassin, you know. Okay. Uh, so, I, like I said, I believe they're both equally important to that Phoenix franchise right now. Uh, without one another, I don't believe Phoenix is in the spot they are in, uh, creating the havoc they are that they create. So, uh, that's rounding out my uh, top ten with teammates. So, just a recap of Max top ten and his current. NBA 2022 MVP race. At number one, checking in is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I messed that up, didn't I? Giannis the Greek freak, coming in at number one on Max. Too much top 10 NBA MVP list. Checking in at number two is Joel Embiid checking in at number three. We also both have Kevin Durant, the easy money sniper, checking in at number three. At number four is the King, LeBron James. And at number five, you got DeMar DeRozan. At number six, John Morant. Number seven, we both had Joker, Jokic, at number seven. At number eight, the chef, Steph Curry, checked in at number eight. At number nine is Devin Booker. 
and 10. Chris Paul, Devin Booker's teammate, rounded out Matt's top 10 MVP race as of today. That's it. As of today, from your boy, Mac. too much. That's my list. I'm sticking by it. Next week, things can change. The order can change. But as of today, if I had a vote, that's exactly the uh, the order that I would vote in. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Before we jump into uh, our predictions for the National College Football Championship, uh, there you have it with Max and Mellows NBA MVP race list as of today, January 10th, 2022. Nice list, Mac. Nice work. I can definitely tell you've been paying attention to the game as usual. Uh, one thing I definitely want to give you a lot of credit for is I didn't hear a lot of fandom. Uh, in your list, I heard a lot of, you know, uh, eye test critique, you know, so shout out to you for that. You know, uh, sometimes we have to be careful with these lists and people that do these lists. A lot of people, or I shouldn't say a lot of people, some people have a problem putting fandom, you know, and facts in the eye test, you know, and knowledge and understanding uh, of the game. You know, it's hard for them to separate the two, you know, but uh, man. Triple, triple salute to you for that list. It was definitely well thought out as well, well put together. And, uh, man, this is why, you know, I feel people tune in to uh, the press conference show and just press roll sports overall. You know, it's because they hear fan talk, but they also hear real talk when it comes to, you know, whatever sports we're talking about or life in general. You know, so we are, uh, we definitely thank you. Every one of us from Press Row Sports, that's definitely been supporting. Uh, this is what we're going to try to, uh, what we will continue to do is just delivering real content. Real quick before we switch over uh, to our college football predictions for the national championship game tonight. This is the press conference show powered by Press Row Sports. Um, and we also have to give a shout out to one of our sponsors to Bron Sports, and to Alfred's House of Sporting Goods Athletics, where you can get your balls and bags uh, and be that guy on the court, you know? So, again, shout out to uh, one of our sponsors, Ron Sports, and to Too Much Culture. Too Much Culture is a new website uh, publication uh, where they're talking about the culture, you know. Uh, it's talking about sports. It's talking about life. It's talking about politics. It's talking about music. It's talking about the culture. So shout out to Too Much Culture. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Well. Um, let's get to the College Football National Championship, Matt. Um, it's taking place here in about 15 minutes, so it's perfect timing to give our predictions. Before the kickoff uh, between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, who, 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 who are you going with tonight, Mac? What's your predictions? What are you expecting to see from the game tonight? And end it with your prediction. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm going back in my head, back and forth in my head, even 
up until game time. Uh, uh, as we've seen from, you know, as this is kind of a, a weird, a weird national championship game in college because we've, you know, we've seen these two teams play already. Um, so we, you know, we kind of seen uh, what happened when they, you know, uh, at, when they played. Uh, the first time when the uh, Bulldogs, you know, uh, when the uh, Alabama beat the Bulldogs by 17 in the uh, SE championship game. Uh, so I want to say that Georgia and that defense learned from that game. Uh, they did pretty good the first half. Uh, second half, uh, Alabama kind of turned it up and, you know, Kind of looked like the Alabama we know, um, but I believe it was a great game plan for the first half. Second half, it kind of uh, like I said, things went sour. Uh, Alabama ended up winning that game, um, but like I said, they you know how they they normally say offense beats great offense beats great defense. So that was a prime example of that to me. But I believe this time for the championship game. It's a role reversal. I believe the defense has learned from Alabama. I believe Alabama pretty much showed because uh, when you put a team in a panic like Georgia did that first game, they kind of show all of their cards. They show their whole hand. So I believe Alabama showed a little too much and kind of gave Georgia everything that they needed to come up with a game plan. Okay. For the game here, so I believe Georgia uh, has defensively seen holes that were created, things that they need to clear up. I have Georgia coming in, winning uh, the score. I'm going to uh, give a score prediction. I believe it's going to be you know a pretty pretty tight game. I got Georgia 27, Alabama 24. Georgia. You said you had Georgia what? I got Georgia 27, Alabama 24. A three-point game. Georgia 27, Alabama 24. Sounds like that game and a rival between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, man, you said you was coming to uh, kick off season two. Um with some ground-shaking predictions and some ground-shaking noise. I got to give it to you. You definitely did that. <laughs> so, uh, hey, that's the beauty about sports, man, is that, you know, we are all entitled to our opinion. That's life. But, you know, when we, we, we talk in sports, you know, so that's the thing about it, you know. Um, nice, 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 nice breakdown. Uh, of the game right there and uh, why you came to the conclusion that you did. So, again, real quick, Matt got the Georgia Bulldogs defeating the Alabama Crimson Tide in the 2022 College Football National Championship game, 27-24. to Let's get to my prediction real quick. You said pretty much a lot of the things that I was going to say, you know, so it really is not – on both sides of the, uh, you know, on both sides of the coin for both teams, for Alabama and for Georgia, you know. So what you said is, you know, is what it is. 
you know, I do know that Bryce Young is the 2021 AP Player of the Year. Um, he is the Heisman winner. He has thrown for over 4,500 yards, what, five or six interceptions? Um, man, and he's played. And, uh, Melo, before you, before you go and give your predictions, I'm sorry, I left one part out. Uh, we also have to pick our MVP, don't we? I mean, yeah, we can do that real quick. We got about eight minutes left. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I got um, I got a good fought game coming from Georgia. Georgia is definitely going to fight. This is the SEC part, what, three? This is the third time they have saw each other. You know, I believe Nick Saban is undefeated when he see uh, a team for the third time, when he has time. Uh, to prepare Nick Saban is, you know, kind of very Bill Belichickish. You know, they their preparation is like no other. You know, so as much as you were saying what Georgia saw defensively, um, you better believe Nick Saban uh, saw the same things and put together a game plan, made sure to blocking in the the basics, the fundamentals, the techniques. Um, was definitely um, paid was definitely paid attention to leading up into today's game. You know the play is going to be the play. We know what these guys bring. We know what they do. That's going to come. It's all about game planning and executing. But for me, I believe Nick Saban. You know, went back to the basics with this line. You know, and said, you know, this is where they beat us at. But we was lucky to win the game. We can't say that we will have the same success if they beat us like this, you know, again, in the trenches. So I'm going with Alabama, 31 to 21. Ten-point game, huh? Ten-point game. Okay. 31-21 Alabama, huh? 31-21 Alabama. Nick Saban getting his eighth national championship. MVP Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Claire, yeah, yeah. Who you going with? Go Alabama myself. That's who I would pick for the well. But being that I did pick Georgia to win, of course I'm not going to pick an Alabama player for MVP. So I'm going to have to go with the Kobe Dean. I believe the linebacker. Uh, oh, I believe he. You know he's going to. I believe he's going to wreak havoc tonight. Uh, he's going to stand up for that deep for that defense and uh, show, you know, that this defense is generational. For sure. Nice. You went on the defensive side of the ball. And that would definitely be great to see. Nicobe Dean is definitely a great linebacker, and he definitely can get the job done, you know. So, and our Georgia defense in general, you know, they can definitely get the job done. So, as usual, we, we're expecting to see a great battle that's going to be won or lost in the trenches, you know, I believe. Real quick, Matt, before we get up out of here, uh, would you please shout out your social media uh, addresses? If it's just Twitter or IG, you know, or Facebook, would you shout it out where the fans, our supporters, uh, can follow you at? Uh, please follow me at on Instagram and Twitter at Mac Too Much at M A C the number two. M-U-C-H, and also, while you're doing that, uh, please take some time out, go on Facebook, and follow the number two M-U-C-H 
ENT page, Too Much ENT. Uh, we like to throw a lot of content up there just for our, you know, for our viewers, uh, sports-related, music-related, entertainment-related. So, uh, like I said, again, please follow me at Mac Too Much on Twitter and Instagram. So that is Mac Too Much, M-A-C, the number two M-U-C-H on Twitter and Instagram. Correct. And on Facebook, Too Much E-N-T. Correct. For sure. Appreciate that for sure, Matt. Uh, and for me, you can follow me, Mello, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Mello Williams. Um, and you can please, and would you please follow Press Row Sports as well on Twitter and Instagram at Press Row Sports underscore. Again, for Press Row Sports, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Press Row Sports underscore. And you, again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Mellow, M-E-L-O, Williams. That is the show for tonight. Thank you again for stopping by uh, the press conference show powered by Press Row Sports. Shout out to Ron Sports. Shout out to Too Much Culture. And shout out to you, mainly of all, uh, who give us the reason to come and do what we do and what we love to do. And that's love to talk sports and, and bring it to you. Matt. Hey man, it's nothing like too much sports talk, man. You know, we're going we this is our passion that we have. And uh thank you to our listeners for allowing us to come on here and give you guys some content that you guys click, listen, replay, and share. You know, uh we greatly appreciate it. Most definitely. I second that. In closing words, as we always say. Continue being the difference that you want to see in the world. Keep applying pressure and stay blessed.